Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace. You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. L.A. Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of L.A. Street Art Gallery, James Chen of... Welcome back, bro. Episode 194. Good to see you, man. I miss you, dude. We're close to 200, aren't we? Yeah, we have a special guest for uh, 200, but I haven't talked to you about it yet. But anyways, I, I, you'll like it. Anyways. But, um, cool. Yeah, yeah man, dude, so, I miss you too. Holy cow. It's, uh, we kind of took a summer break, really, right? I guess, yeah, because I've been gone, you know, and then you've been gone. And then, like I said, it just hasn't added up. Like, uh, I, you know, I did an episode of... Uh, uh, we call it Patreon. Patreon produces the show, actually. And, uh, um, you know, one of our Patreon supporters is uh, Tamara. And, uh, you know, she supports us a lot. And also she supports Willem a lot. So actually, I had an episode of just me, me and Willem chatting up about DJ stuff and other music stuff, too, man. So uh, it was it was good, you know. But other than that, it's been a while, man. I, like I said, I missed your face, man. Shit. I forgot how to do this. <laughs> it's been a while man but uh no we're still here man we're still here and we're still uh making episodes for you but hey don't complain oh, well, dude wait okay so i'm i'm sorry to, to start off with kind of a long story but um <laughs> this uh past week was uh very interesting it was kind of hectic what happened? um well you know we're in this new house and um you know my my studio is is the garage again and uh this one had you know it's it's okay it's it's a little you know run down but um after a while i noticed a, a bit of a problem uh two problems first of all um the dryer vent runs through there and it broke at some point and lint just tons of lint is all over all the ceiling rafters and everything because it's an open ceiling oh no people and um what's that people hate lint they want to get it off them you can't imagine being all over the house you know what i mean Dude, it, well, no, it's in the garage, so, you know, it's, it's yeah, no yeah, big deal. Yeah, I guess so. But, yeah. um, and there's also a bunch of spiders. And oh. so what hap- was happening is anytime there's any kind of a breeze or any kind of shaking, some of that lint would drop down and hit me, or a spider would land on me. Oh, geez. <laughs> and this became more and more often. So um, I decided to go to war with the spiders. And uh, that was a bad idea. I got the best bug spray, a gallon container with a little squirt gun, you know, and a little hose and everything, and got myself all covered up and everything, got a respirator on, and um, I, uh, I went for it. Now, about 20, 25 minutes in, the little gun for the, you know, for the, the bug spray, the trigger broke. Okay. And, uh, you know, you got this big gallon container and you can't use it, right? Well, luckily we have a, a smaller container um, and I just basically use that bigger container as a refill. Um, but uh, the problem with that was though, you know, I got started and with spiders, unlike other insects, like with a wasp, there's a spray you can spray them and they're instantly dead, right? Yeah. And, you know, ants and all this other stuff. But dude, for some reason, spiders, there's not anything that you can spray on that'll stop them right away. Mm. and so what happens is you're i'm spraying them and making- so they're they're coming after me and <laughs> so um but i'm prepared for that you know I'm, i've got all this stuff on me every once in a while i just kind of you know that knock them off and everything wait, wait. How, how how big are these spiders man i'm just just so we can imagine okay. them so uh they ranged and there was no, there was only about seven that i saw that were about three inches in diameter or, or bigger 
Okay. Like the, the middle of them was, was about as, you know, about as big as my, you know, the tip of my finger. You know what I mean? That's a fucking um, big spider, man. Sure. Yeah, a big spider. Um, <laughs> and then I would say most of them were about maybe an inch or so in diameter with the legs spread out. And then there's a bunch of small ones and then a bunch of tiny, like little micro spiders too, man. It was little. So, yeah. you know, here I am spraying everything and, you know, they're starting to come after me and these things break. So I'm like sitting there going, okay, great. I got all these angry spiders coming in right now and I got nothing, to, I can't spray them. So I'm having to go as fast as I can. I made a little makeshift funnel because, you know, this little thing has a, a, a small opening that I'm pouring into and shit's just getting everywhere. And, you know, but I got it done and I went back at it and I did about half the, the garage in one night, just soaked it. And unfortunately I made a mistake. And when I took a break, um, I came back in, the, the garage door was open. It didn't seem like it smelled that bad. So I closed it and I forgot to put my respirator back on for like a minute or so. And all of a sudden the, the fumes, oh my God, dude, it had me feeling like crap. <laughs> um, so I didn't make that mistake again, but uh -huh. um, went back for a second night. And okay, so about 160 spiders that I saw that I killed, okay? Jesus. The second night I went back and there was about 140, okay? So, you know, you're looking at about 300 spiders that I drenched the garage with and killed. Now, uh, after the garage dried, took about a day or so, I went back in to do what I thought was just gonna be with a shop vac to vacuum up all the dead spiders. The problem yeah. is there's all these little nooks and crannies and the, there's very little drywall and there's holes in the drywall and the, and the ceiling is like the underside of the roof and there's some tar paper and there's little slits in the tar paper and holes and stuff like that. And what happened was shortly after I got started, I realized that there were almost as many spiders as when I had sprayed that were still alive. And uh, they were really coming after me. And, and you know, my, my first theories that came to my head was, you know, maybe, maybe some of them were coming back from, you know, summer vacation and, you know, came back and was like, oh my God, what the fuck happened here? You know, everyone's <laughs> dead. And then, you know, then there's the ones that were there that, you know, got away, they got into the, you know, crawled away into the little nook and whatever and just didn't get covered. You know, and they're probably telling them, oh man, it was this guy, you know, he came in and he just sprayed and killed everybody, you know, and, and, and it was horrible, you know. And so we were to come back into vacuum. And at the time, all I had on was a short sleeve shirt, a hat, and a little dust mask. And once I saw that all the spiders were coming after me, every once in a while, I would just have to stop and, and point the, the hose of the vacuum cleaner up and just go around like this to get all the ones that are dive bombing. <laughs> and so then I, I finally, I went and, you know, got everything else on, um, covered up and everything. And that was truly maddening. I mean, dude, I've been through some gnarly things. I, I slept in a, in a cement floored roundhouse um, on a tobacco farm in Zimbabwe and had ants and, and cockroaches and spiders and rats crawling all over me all night. Um, but this was worse because, you know, there I was just laying there. I was just in their way. They were just going over me. Here, I'm trying to kill the spiders, you know? And they're coming and at so you. They're just coming after me when I was spraying. That was a nightmare. And then when I started vacuuming, um, that was even worse because um, I just didn't feel like I could stop, you know? Um, so I did a 15 hour marathon from nine o'clock Wednesday night, this past Wednesday to about Thursday, about four o'clock in the afternoon. I stopped for a little while every once in a while to get some water, had some, something to eat, but not that long. Um, and I would go back in there and, you know, just all these spiders coming at me and I'm vacuuming them all up. And I would say I probably killed about another 300. I'm, dude, I am not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. Jesus. Man. And wait, I, I, I mean, it seems like, like I said, don't you have to, like, go through inspections before you, like, move into a house or something well, like dude, that? No, you know? this was, we're renting the house. You oh, know, okay, okay. This is just the garage. This guy could care less about the garage, you know. Um, and, dude, I, I did the best I could, but there were still some that, that got me. And it wasn't just spiders. It was spiders, ants, and noceums. And noceums, man, those, those sting like a son of a bitch. So by the time <laughs> that 15-hour marathon was over, um, and this is after two nights of, of, you know, spraying and doing this, you know, like my neck and shoulders and everything are still a little bit sore. But I counted um, a little over 20 bites. You know, some were spider bites, um, some were ant bites, and some were noceums. Um, 
And for the two nights after that, I could not get to sleep because of the burning and itching from all the bites. Oh, my God. Are you telling me you're living in worse conditions than when you're in Africa? <laughs> um, that particular spot, not now, though. Dude, it's, it's, you know, there's a lot less spiders now. There's still, you know, quite a few of them. But um, I, normally I think you got to hire like an exterminator or some sort. Dude, man. The only like, way to get that garage is if you tent it. You know, there's just too many escape holes and, and whatever that you would have to tent the entire thing mm, mm, and just fumigate it. You know what I mean? I see. Um, I see. <laughs> but dude, I, I, I still have like the, the two nights that I lost sleep and I was trying to fall asleep. Anytime I dozed off, I was having dreams of spiders, you know, coming after me. Jesus, man. I mean, uh, oh, here's, I don't know if you can see that one right there. Um, that was the worst one. Uh, the, the swelling's, you know, gone down and everything. Um, I hate spider that, bites. That could have been a brown recluse, the way it was acting after the bite and everything. I um, hate spider bites because they're so, like, itchy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, dude, yeah, and what yeah, happens yeah. is during the day, it's not that bad, but for some reason at night, they, they just start itching and burning and even worse. Um, I think it's probably because you're, like, rubbing against, the, like, the bed and the linen, you know what I mean, or whatever, the sheet. I don't know, dude. I have yeah. no idea. But um, that is one of the gnarliest things that I have ever been through. It was just, it was really kind of like a horror show. Well, um, sh shit, man. I, I feel like now I know what you've been doing the past, <laughs> the past few weeks, you know what I mean? Because, like. And, and uh, my tooth has been hurting um, and then we've been keeping an eye on this dentist because he's told me it, it needs to come out. Um, I, I take very good care of my teeth, but unfortunately I have the type of teeth that dentists love, you know, because they're porous. They can, if I bleach them, you know, they bleach white and everything, but they're very, you know, um, susceptible to cavities and, mm. um, nothing I can do about it. And there's some people who have, you know, great teeth who can go weeks without brushing they get all hairy and everything and then they clean them and they're still fine no cavities or anything yeah i yeah, happen yeah. to have you know bad teeth so tomorrow i'm going in to get this tooth right back here taken out and oh, have yeah, an, man. an implant put in getting old sucks bro like i, I you know i'm missing this isn't about getting old this is just about bad tooth you know <laughs> well i mean like i said it doesn't happen as much when you're younger you know like i got i i got I have a nice smile up front, but a lot of these teeth are missing in the back. I'll tell you, <laughs> you know, and that's just part of getting old, too, because, you know, I got weird teeth, too, that uh, I don't know, something about bone loss. But um, hey, anyways, I uh, uh, yeah, enough that, of my horror stories. Uh, <laughs> tell me nice. Yeah, man. I mean, I've been having a, a lot different uh, time than you, man. I mean, it looks like you're trying to settle into the new house and everything like that. I mean. I've been uh, kind of just uh, traveling quite a bit, too, man. I went to Maine for the first time in my life. What um, the hell did you go to Maine for? To eat lobster, man. Come on. Like, what else are you going to do oh, in Maine? of course. <laughs> yeah, you know. I, yeah, yeah. I might do that, but... Uh... Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. And, you know, I learned about that. Actually, all the lobster that we get over here is called rock lobster. You know, like that song? B-52s, right? Rock lobster. Okay. Okay. Anyways, uh, yeah, those are the rock lobsters, basically. While the ones on the east coast uh, are the main lobsters, have like bigger claws, and uh, like I said, it actually tastes better, man. So I was like, uh, pretty, pretty stoked. You know what I mean? I have to, a weird, uh, weird relationship with lobster. I, I don't, I can't eat like a whole tail of a lobster. Mm. You know, like with the big pieces and chunks like that. Yeah. The, the texture of it just, I don't. I don't jive with that, you know. Yeah, you know. Well, but you know, I love smaller pieces of it, like in a, in a bisque, like lobster bisque. Oh my god! Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I love a lot of good lobster bisque. Well, you know, back in the day, they used to serve lobster to prisoners. Actually, they didn't know like that you can like really eat them. Actually, they, we need to hire the marketing. Well, person dude, they for... look like big bugs. Exactly, you know? exactly. <laughs> you know, and that's. I mean, we need to hire the marketing person for the fucking lobsters. You know what I mean? Because it's like they really turned that <laughs> turned that ship around, man. You know what I mean? But uh, oh, so I mean, I'm, we're gonna be having a little bit of a break after this too, because I'm going to Greece for uh, a couple weeks i just need to check out the scene out there and uh you know continue uh you know working on music and stuff like that too but um you know i know i sound like a fucking little bit spoiled snooty. brat spoiled brat yeah <laughs> you know what i mean but uh you know i a few you're the opposite of me right now bro yeah exactly okay. this is why we talk about our days basically because like it's kind of a contrast basically you, you know what i mean it's a contrast of contrast. 
of uh, uh, a family man artist and uh, who's fully developed as an artist and then somebody like me who's still developing as an artist but uh, is a single leaf blowing in the wind you, you know what I mean and uh, but anyway so you know I'm having all the nice vacations but a few weeks ago before I went to Maine I actually went to Tulum to uh, you know check out some of the clubs and and do some music Tulum, stuff. I'm sorry where Tulum Mexico basically okay, okay. yeah and then um Basically, I was at this uh, resort and then um, I had there was they were offering free art classes there. And I was like, you know what? You know, I'm relaxing when I'm down to actually paint something. <laughs> you know, that means I got ain't got shit to do, man. I was uh, like, <laughs> must be nice. Enjoy that, bro. Enjoy that for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, and then what was so cool about it was that they kind of like had a art teacher there. And um, she led a class that was uh, uh, kind of like, um, like I said, an art class, actually, uh, you know. And uh, well, what was, medium did you guys use? Uh, we used acrylic, actually. So, um, you know, wa watercolor, acrylic, right? And um, it was really cool. And, uh, you know, um, I just decided, you know, maybe it was it would be a great idea to invite her on the show because I enjoyed her class and I enjoyed her energy so much. I'm like, hey, you know. Oh, dude, any art teacher I love. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's hard to be an art teacher, even harder. You know what I yeah, mean? And an art teacher to tourists. Okay. <laughs> you know, you can imagine. So so I really connected with her. And, you know, we had a great conversation. I was like, you know what? You should come on the show. I think like, and I saw her work and it was super cool too. So I was like, you know I what? did check it out. I did check it out before I came on. And uh, it's, it's nice. Like lands, a lot of landscapes and stuff. And uh yeah, you know, awesome. And and an interesting color palette as well. And uh, she's from Chile, actually. But, uh, you know, I met her in Tulum. So uh, I, without further ado, I'm going to let Miss Javier in. Oh, awesome. Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. To the song that plays. Welcome, Javier. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Hi, Thank you very much for joining us today. First of all, let, let me just say I absolutely love you because I love all art teachers. Okay. I was just telling James it's hard to be a, a teacher, even harder to be an art teacher. So thank and, you very much for being that. And what, he, what he's referring to is the class that uh, you were leading at um, the resort I was staying at, basically. Uh, ah, you were teaching yeah. a little art class, right? So. Yeah. Uh, so, so that that's where we met basically and uh, you know i don't want to talk too much about my vacation or anything like that but basically <laughs> um you know i i felt like you know she had really great energy and i was just like you know what i'm i'm kind of in the art industry I've, I've, i'm i'm co-host with a famous artist from los angeles you know you know what i mean <laughs> on his podcast i should invite you on so uh here we are welcome to the show uh thank you very much i'm very honored to be here thank you for the invitation <laughs> now I see something uh, that's one of your pieces behind you. I see because I remember seeing it on your uh, on your feed on your Instagram. Are you in uh, in your house? Or are you in your studio? Where are you? Now I'm in Mexico City in the house of my brother because I am uh, here like arranging all the things for my next upcoming exhibition in Mexico City. So this is the office of my brother, and she, and he has this uh, piece that is. A, a portrait from Joseph Boyce, a very good artist that I love. So he he had it in his as to uh, office. Very nice, very nice. Okay. Wow! So you were in Tulum. You're from Chile. Where do you live? I live in Tulum, but oh, I am okay. uh, yeah. I live in Tulum. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Santiago. Uh, and then I decide to move to Mexico City. Then things of life take me to Tulum. And yeah, for me, it's the best because a lot of inspiration. And if you see my art, it's super tropical, the colors. Yes, yes, well, I enjoy your color palette very let, much. Let's, let's not go too far first because I want to talk a little bit about uh, Chile, okay? Because uh, I've been to Santiago. And, uh, you know, it, not a lot of people. It's a pretty exotic. James place. has been everywhere. You know, Mr. <laughs> Traveling Guy over here. Meanwhile, I'm a dad, you know, with twin 12 year olds. And, 
we're, we're completely opposites. I'm sorry, James. I'm, entre- I'm an entrepreneur and a DJ, man. What can you expect? You know, you know, I mean, I, I'm on the road a lot. You, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, so I've been down to Santiago and, uh, you know, it's pretty far ride from here, from uh, uh, California. I remember I had to stop by like Columbia just to kind of go all, take a second flight all the way down, basically. And, um, you know, to me, I really didn't know too much about Chile except for, uh, you know, they have good wine, to be to be honest. And like maybe on TV, they say that like aliens have visited Chile because of the, the mountains or, or something like that. That is the extent of my stupid American knowledge of, uh-huh. <laughs> of Chile. It's more than me, dude. I just I just know that, it, that it's a long uh, peninsula, right? Yeah, right. And it's true that about the ovnis and everything is true. We have a very a big desert and a lot of uh, things in the sky show up always. So yes, it's true, it's true. It's not stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna pull up an image right now of like, um, you know, somewhere in like, since there's a big desert basically, there's like these really large images of, uh, let me see here, let me share the screen. Uh, really large images of just some like figures a lot of times that are just so large that you really can only see them from the sky and mm-hmm. they, they've been around for a long time right right Javiera or um, people don't really know like who created them a lot of times right I didn't see anything oh you didn't see anything okay let me no see. it doesn't matter you can correct that on the uh, on the edit or whatever okay but but anyways um, but like I said aside from that the only thing I really I enjoyed, I mean, really uh, got to experience down there is some fantastic wine and some really good food. And then like one other silly thing that I learned uh, about Santiago is that uh, they have when you have the coffee shop, they have a tourist thing called coffee con piernas, which is coffee with legs, where like you go downtown and they like serve you coffee basically at a counter. I'm just saying it's kind of like a interesting thing. So I just wanted to share some of the things that like I personally experienced uh, w- when I was in Chile. Are these like just touristy things or are they like, kind of like? No, it's a classic. In the center of Santiago, a lot of compiernas. Uh, and it's, uh, if you go like for tourists, it's like something you have to go like maybe to see the idiosyncrasia. I will talk a little bit like a, a Spanglish. It's okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, it's um, you have that kind of uh, coffee. I haven't haven't been like too too much in Chile because I am more. I feel more like now uh, very uh, here in Mexico. Like I, oh, okay. I forget some things. So uh, a lot of time that I didn't um, uh, listen about the cafe con piernas, and it's true. Yes, it's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah, so I, anyways, so, so we, we can move on, but I'm just saying it's just like, a, it's a pretty cool place, you know, and yeah, um, yes. And a lot of art and artists and poets, um, yeah, yeah, musicians, it's, it's very interesting, interesting, the cultural scene there, really. Yeah. When did, when did you get started with art? I get started like professional, like I think. No, not 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 professionally. Just when you were younger. When did you When did you start doing art? I think I I always uh, paint and draw, and I was always like copying things, and always like my favorite thing to do was like painting. And uh, when I felt that it was really like something that I wanted to do, it was when I. Um, visit a, a lot of time like I have an aunt that is uh, is an artist too a painter so okay. she like was amazing to go to her house because he, she always inspired us to experiment with the pigments the colors like very freely so there I really connect with this uh, create creative thing about like not everything have to be like really perfect like you have a lot of, um, how to say, freedom to express. He, I, I remember. Like impressionism. Like, sorry? Well, like uh, what we call impressionism. Instead of making things exactly mm-hmm. photorealistic, you give your impression, your idea, exactly. of what you, you would like it to look like. Yes, I think she, she is my mentor, Maria Teresa. <laughs> nice, I like yeah. that. Bless yeah. your aunt, man, that's very cool. <laughs> Yes. 
what what kind of stuff were you drawing and painting back then when you were first getting started like landscapes or were you drawing people or what were you drawing or painting oh, I yeah I started like drawing people like in the beginning I draw a lot of um swimming pool scenes like people having parties in swimming pools mm. like uh, with these sunglasses like uh drunk people like these uh, bodies with bikinis etc I don't have too much in the in the kind of like the Tulum atmosphere <laughs> yeah 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 but before coming huh so that's why then I like Tulum I like it Tulum also because of that and then I think I I went into more nature because I start like having more connection. I experienced some things like medicine, um, how to say, uh, plants. Yeah, medicine plants. So there I have a, a true connection with the nature and was very nice like uh, to express and to connect with nature and bring it to the canvas so i left people out <laughs> that's smart you know uh let me just yeah. tell you why i say that's smart because when you're uh, if you're wanting to, to sell your work um it's easier to sell things that are not people yeah you think uh, you know, if you have people, if there's a bunch of people and they're partying like you're, you know, doing earlier, that's that's okay. But if I, I did a bunch of portraits in my time, you know, yeah. and unless you're doing it for a certain person, you know, and yeah. uh, James, isn't it? I, uh, did you tell me something like in, in China that that they don't have portraits of people in their house or something like that? Yeah, yeah. In uh. in, in Chinese tradition, when somebody passes away, that's when you have their uh, well, black and white portrait. Put it put it at the top of their house really you'll see a lot of times like people carrying their portrait kind of like uh i don't know if that's an asian tradition i think it is actually you know uh but like i said what do you do with the picture after from the funeral you got to put it on the wall right so you just exactly you just put it on the wall yeah so, i understand so, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah no also i think to have a landscape or a plant in the house gives a sense of peace like a a lot what happened in the pandemic like a lot of people start buying more art like this like they, they wonder to to have to be near nature so my art was start selling a lot in in the pandemic it was a good thing like oh, um yes 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 <laughs> no, I, I think but you know what when you i'm sorry james what um James is, you know, a, a musician and a producer, music producer as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so we always ask people, you know, what kind of music they like. And like when you were growing up, what um, what kind of music did you like? Oh, and I love all kinds of music, but my favorite is electronic music, I must oh. say. Um, nice. Yes, and that's why I think uh, that's the reason maybe I am in Tulum, because they are like the back of every experience is with an electronic music, electronic organic music, etc. So for me is a music that uh, put me in a rhythm and not necessar necessarily I am uh, uh, listening to the voice or a story in the music. So it's like very good to paint with electronic music, also rock I like. <laughs> the Rolling Stones, etc., like the classics. Nice, um, nice. Man, yes. you, we we're like we didn't really talk about music at all too much. Uh, you you did ask me what kind of music I I uh, I make, uh -huh. and I did say house music. But no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rock fan as well too. So it's just like it's it's not so often that people are like big rock fans and also electronic dance music fans. You know, he's recovering hip hop. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Yes. Um, no, that's that's so cool. And, you know, for me, Tulum is one of like the, uh, I think, key destinations for electronic dance music. I would say that, um, you know, you got Ibiza, you got Tulum, you got Mykonos, um, you have Los Angeles, and then you have New York, basically. You, you, you know, I mean, New York is even more a little bit, uh, or and Chicago, I'm sorry, can't leave out Chicago, of course, that's where house music is born, basically, right? So these are kind of like the big cities around the world where people go to experience this culture of electronic dance music. So it's so cool. Now now I understand why you're in Tulum, because you're cool and you like electronic dance music. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're gonna get a question. Not that I am. Um, sorry. Um, you know, I, it's uh, a little bit of an awkward question, but um, you know, a lot of people in America they hear about uh, a lot of violence and uh, gangs and stuff like that in in Mexico. I'm just wondering, you know, growing up and then you know through your life, have you ever had any experiences like uh, with anyone you know or um, any gang members that, uh, that you were worried about or concerned with? Oh no! For were, you ever, were you ever in danger from them? If I have a, a near person that happens something, like in the violence of Mexico, you say? Well, if, if either you or a close friend of yours has, has been in danger from any of no, the- No, no, no. Uh, Grateful, I don't have any experience or around me. But yes, I know that it is dangerous. And uh, friends of friends have been in some, some situations that are not like very, really nice. But yeah, I, ha I am very lucky in that sense. I, I, I know that I have a, like a lot of spirits that protect me and I, <laughs> yeah. And I, I take care also like a woman in Mexico. I know where to go and, and everything. I am, yeah, yeah, it's very important. Like one friend, when I moved here, told to me, told to, to me like, always remember you are in Mexico. It was like the, the best advice because sometimes you are like, oh, Mexico is amazing. You go there, you go there. It's like everywhere, very nice people, etc. But things are happening. And so that advice was very good. Like always remember you are in Mexico. And yeah. <laughs> James, what about you? Do you have any uh No, I mean, the... you know, to, to be honest, for me, uh, I, when I was, before I would turn 21 in Los Angeles, um, I used to go down to TJ with my friends because we couldn't drink at the bars yet. Tijuana, so, for those of you who don't know what TJ is. Yeah, t sorry, for, for the international audience, uh, t TJ is Tijuana, yeah. Um, Tijuana, Mexico. And uh, um, like I said, it used to be this like fun, silly thing that you can go down and uh, kind of enjoy it a little bit for like a night and then come back and cross the border. Uh, and you know what? Nowadays, I don't know if it's because I'm older or, you know, I, I wouldn't do that anymore as much because like, um, I don't know, I've I've had friends who've gotten like shaken down by federales before, you know, you know, and things like that. And then uh, I don't speak Spanish uh, that well. I only speak Spanish, you know, asi asi. So <laughs> so like, uh, I don't know, it's just not something I a chance I take anymore. But I don't know. I have some friends that go down to, you know, TJ. Yeah all the time man. so we grow so. we grow up and we start like personal responsibility more like the sense of personal responsibility so yeah we, it's, it's true that we don't expose ourselves to to that things that when we were more young <laughs> <laughs> i like that more young. Little, we, we know she's actually one of the gang, heads of one of the gangs down there and she's like oh my god i can't believe they're actually asking about this i've got a I gotta sound like I'm not. <laughs> no way, no way. I love, I love Javier's energy because you know what? Like I said, when when, when she taught her class, she, um, part of it was like kind of like okay, um, close your eyes and kind of like uh, uh, paint basically. Mm -hmm. and can, can you go over that exercise a little bit that you you told us to, uh, told me to do basically? Like uh, you said, close your eyes and try to draw like uh, uh, an image or something like that, right? What was what was it mm -hmm. that you're yeah like a meditation like I, I i like to teach more than a specific technique like more like a how to connect with the inner creative being that is living in you so like i do a lot of warm-up exercises so you get in that state and when people get in that state then the second part of the class is free and they everyone is ready in that moment to paint freely. And it's beautiful because a lot of people come like saying, oh no, I, I don't know what, what to paint. Like with a lot of afraid, like afraid about painting. I don't know, because maybe as a child things happen and they are not trusting in themselves in the creative uh, thing. So it's super nice when you see people like entering in these warm-up exercises and then, wow, then, then freely painting in the second part of the class, like enjoying and everything. 
So yeah, I, that's what you will experience, James. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people are always afraid of, of messing up. Yeah, you know? yeah. They don't want to yeah. mess up. It's like, look, why don't you start with a mess up and then just yes. go? You know. So that's awesome. Exactly. I like that. Yeah, no, I, I, like I said, I now remember the, the exercise. It was to just hold an object in your left hand and look at it and then draw with your right hand without looking at the paper and kind of just like, just connect your your kind of like mind to your, your hand, you, you know? And I was like, oh, I mean, it looked like dog shit, you, you know what I mean, what I was drawing. But but like I said, it, was, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was, you know? And it definitely did loosen me up to kind of get into the flow state you, you know i mean exactly. te teach what do you do normally i mean like do you do you still do the uh trans transcendental meditation yes i do absolutely um but i don't really use that before i go into uh, a painting process um i uh actually it's been a while since i've uh, had time to really um chill out and, and do some artwork uh, we've just been getting trying to settle here in the new house and everything um, but I usually, um, you know, my, my, my thing is I, uh, I like to let everyone go to bed, the <laughs> twins, the wife and everything. Once everyone is asleep, then, you know, I don't have all these worries going on and everything. And, uh, that usually helps me to, to really lock in to, um, you know, letting go and, and, and being creative because, you know, pretty much the rest of the day, I, I'm, I've got things I've got to get done and, um, uh, you know, uh, I'll still get some, you know, get some artwork done during the day and everything. But as far as, you know, that's just part of the process of, of the idea that I've come up with, you know, mm -hmm. but coming mm -hmm. up with the idea and, and being creative. Um, yeah, I got I got to really disconnect from from. Yeah, I find myself the, 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 the very inconsiderate and selfish kids, <laughs> and the busy, busy wife, you know, um, so, but yeah. I mean, I don't even have kids, but a lot of times I feel like, uh, you know, I work best like late at night, too. I don't know if it's something about like the world is sleeping and there's just less frequencies in the air, like kind of like, uh, you know, affecting your your own mind or something like that. Or even sometimes, you know, I like to like work extra late, you know, what I mean, because I know that nobody's awake right now and I'm working harder because. <laughs> Uh, because no one's gonna I'm, bother I'm, you. No one's gonna because I'm still awake right now. You know, it's four in the morning, and I'm still working on this song. And I know that you know most of the producers have pr maybe gone to sleep. You know, I mean, if I can get in that extra hour, I'll get that extra edge, basically. You, you know, I mean, that that's kind of what it's like for me. But no, it's good to know that uh, everybody's different uh, process of kind of getting <clears throat> getting into. Oh, um, I, I pulled up kind of a little bit of uh, uh, Javier's kind of like original, maybe like sunglasses and people partying kind of art too can you see, can you see this oh yeah very cool it actually yes. kind of reminds me um a little bit of uh gogan all gogan like the, the palette and the and the and the people the, the colorings a little bit yeah uh -huh. um, very, very nice very tulum inspired though basically how big how big was that piece sorry how big how how big was the the painting it is Ah, this one is like 50. So 60 by 55 centimeters. Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, centimeters. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. that's a big I, one, but I, centimeters. That's... I think different like uh, dimensions. And also, um, I think I have experience, I have experiments, sorry, like a lot of type of paintings. Because, for example, now I am making like more abstract and some periods periods of the year I, I need to paint more people and then plants and then some abstract like I think I am evolving to the abs abstract because um, I love the sensation where you don't control you stop controlling and when you are like completely free and like in a tunnel like like don't control and in abstract that is like the best like to then you see and you put mind in in analyzing what you did you know like but but yeah i i, I feel more comfortable now with that kind of painting more expressive and where the the errors are permitted and the errors open new new windows to other things where you don't get yourself because you commit an error, like an error, wow, like you sit down, maybe you are like 
one week or maybe one month, like, oh, this, this is nothing, but sudden, suddenly something happened and wow, like there is something, you know, like you know how to finish it or you saw, an, you saw other thing that inspired you and you get to your studio and you continue. I think like enjoying that process more than the final piece is very important. And yeah, it's that's so hard to Absolutely. do though. That's, I mean, I thank you for putting it into words, especially when you said it's kind of like a tunnel where you just like, you're just going with the flow. I mean, thank mm -hmm. you for that because it, for me, it's like whenever I'm making a song or something like that, I get so frustrated because yeah, um, yeah. it's not it's not the exact thing I want, you know. And you constantly kind of like struggle to perfect it, you know, you know, and control it, right? And um, I don't know, how do you feel about this, Teach? I mean, when you're when you're creating something, <clears throat> um, oh, dude, I go through all different kinds of stages with that. <laughs> um, it's kind of different, you know. Every now and then, um, I got a question for you. Um, other than your aunt, uh, are there any artists that, uh, that inspire you, like their, their styles or anything like that? Uh, yeah, a lot of artists. Um, well, Peter Doig, that is uh, from, like, make landscapes. Uh, David Hogney. Oh, nice. Yeah. I know yeah, 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 yeah. And... Now I am like a little bit in white, <laughs> but no, the, um, Damien Hirst, uh, conceptual, okay. conceptual art too, also like Tracy Emin, also please check her, is super, super. What was the name again? Tracy Emin. Tracy Emin. Yeah, like more controversial. Controver controversial art and um, more like, um, yeah, I listen also, I don't know, like, um, yeah, like sometimes in these questions, I like, I have a lot of this. Then I will remember everyone. I will say, I, I must say that. Oh, no, <laughs> that's, that's actually quite a few. Someone asked me that. I, I, I blanked out. I'm like, ah, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm very self-centered. So uh, nothing's coming to mind. But that's that's very impressive. You named off quite a few. Um, yeah, I'm going to pull up yeah. some uh, Tracy Emin. Emin yeah, right? Tracy Emin. Wow. It's she makes a lot of, uh, like, how to say, like, uh, ready-made um yeah that kind of art interesting very, oh very cool that actually kind of reminds me a little of vegan shield yeah 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 very expressive and what yes. i like about her art is like for example he she really put her life and her experiences in the canvas like mm. a lot of uh, uh, experiences that she had being a woman, like, you know? I just love the, they, they just, there's movement to them, you know, they're nice and loose and it's uh, a lot of movement. Um, very cool. Yeah. I'm very, she suffered like a lot of things. So she translate that into the canvas. I always admire that people like Frida Kahlo, for example, also that, can in the all the environment of suffering she can like really express and that in the in the art that that is amazing because when i feel bad really i don't know like it's not like i paint too much totally contrary i like when i feel like calm and relaxed etc is when i i feel i paint better it's, it's contrary I, it's, it's weird i don't know why but Hmm, well, you know, uh, what they what they say is that, um, you know, for, uh, for artists, uh, if they go through a, a traumatic experience or some tough times, um, that brings out of them a, a more, you know, creative um, energy. And it may not be during that time that you're going to do it. But once you calm down and are peaceful, mm -hmm. you know, what you went through is, is influencing you, influencing you and uh, helping you to produce work. I, I recently suffered, I was just telling uh, James, uh, we, I went to war with the spiders in our garage and, and kind of won, but really, really lost a lot too, you know, and got a bunch of bites and stuff. And uh, 
but now that that's over and I'm healing up from it and everything, um, I feel like a nice creative uh, wave uh, coming on. So, um, you know, they what they say is if you if you make an artist too comfortable, you're not going to get some good work out of it. Yeah, 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 you yeah. That, yeah, maybe it's true. Uh, but yeah, I'm not saying that I don't connect. But in the moment that I paint, in the action of painting. Like I need to do like my meditation first, like being super zen, like, okay, etc. It's not that I don't connect with the feelings of sadness or grief, etc. Because that is, that works also, like you put in a sentimental mood, etc. When you are there, but for the action, like going to the studio, like when, yeah, yeah, I need to like do a, a a preparation you know like to get into that state it's like a kind of my classes <laughs> yeah well um, yeah so let me uh, let me ask you about that um when did you uh when did you start doing some teaching in mexico when i arrived here because but it was super natural i like they in tulum yes they ask if i can teach like to people like start asking if i can teach art or techniques and i start like super natural uh, it come very natural and at the beginning i was like i know i don't want to share too much etc but then like well for me it's like it's um it's a discovery like something Amazing what happened with the with the students is is beautiful, you know, like to teach because you are giving and you are receiving at the same time is is amazing. That is amazing. Um, I, yeah, yeah, I like it. Can I, like I ask? Um, normally, the 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 this is on a you know a nice resort that uh, they you know they have the art classes. Normally, like, what is the clientele that signs up for the art classes? Is it usually somebody creative or is it somebody just saying like? Hey, I'm here with my girlfriend, and I want to do something cute, or like we, you know, I'm I'm just curious. Oh, every kind of people, you know. Uh, I start doing Wednesday in my house. I don't live in the in the other beautiful zone. Like I live in the center of the town of Tulum, and if you, I don't know if you went, but it's like a, a everything is uh, like a lot of different things, architecture, etc. And there, like, I open my studio for, like, every Wednesday. Like, people come to, to draw and to experience art. And uh, different kind of people, like, people that want to, they have a lot of emotions. I want to, these emotions, uh, like, canalize the emotions. Artists, people that want to, to, to learn from zero also. So yes, yeah, no, art is for everyone, everyone. I think everyone like in one time of the life that say, like question themselves, like is a good thing to paint or I would like to paint. I think everyone have that. I think there's nothing better as a teacher than when you see someone, you know, start doing something, you know, and they're kind of like, you know, hesitant, but then by the time they're done, they're like, yeah, you know? <laughs> This is awesome. Yeah. You know, nothing like turning that light on for someone and, and you know, helping them to express themselves uh, in, a, in a new way. Yes, yes. You teach also? Um, not so much anymore. Um, I, well, well I, his graffiti name is Teacher, basically. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, so, I mean, he, well, he, I took that name because when I got started, they were taking money out of the education budget and art out of schools. and. I was going to get started, tried to do like, you know, bubble letters and stuff like that, but I couldn't think of anything. So when my wife showed me this article about this, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to do some graffiti now. And I didn't even think about having a, a name until this guy that used to run a, um, a blog with the street art on it um, said, hey, so who do I credit the art, art to? And I was like, oh, um, well, uh, you know, I'm doing stuff about education. And actually to me, any artist that does work that other people see, you know, especially on the streets or whatever, but anytime that people see their artwork and get something from it, they're actually a teacher themselves. 
Mm -hmm. So um, I liked the, the name teacher because it was very simple. I didn't want a, a fancy name because if you have if you have a fancy name, then you know you might be building expectations. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I knew that you know my work isn't always great. You know, and so um, that's why I took the name teacher. But I, I, for a while, I was actually doing some stuff at um, schools, and mm -hmm. one of the, one of the last things that I did was at a seventh grade class. I went in and I showed them how to cut the the stencils. This process that I came up with using paper and uh, fiberglass window screen. And it didn't hit me until I had gotten there. I had passed all the supplies out and everything. Everyone had their stuff. And you see part of the supplies are an X-Acto knife. And so here I was, I just had a moment where I just, everything kind of froze. And I was like, dude, you have 32 kids, 12 and 13 year olds, that have knives right now. <laughs> Better hope that none of them are having a really bad day and, you know, don't decide to just get fucking crazy, you know? <laughs> um, but, and but. so, but the, the, the one thing that actually made me decide not to work with schools anymore, I'll go in and I'll, you know, I'll do a presentation or something like that. I'll do like a one day, you know, workshop, but, um, the teacher always has to be there because I did uh, a class at, at a high school and um, I was taking pictures of the, of the kids and then printing them out and showing them how to do very simple portraits. Mm -hmm. And this one girl came up and she, you know, she's like, oh, you know, this, my friends are making fun of me. And I was like, oh, sweetie, you're, you're beautiful. Don't worry about it. And then the next day I get a call from the art magnet office and they're like, um, yeah, we had a girl saying that you were flirting with her. Yeah. I'm like, uh, let me, okay, yeah, I know who you're talking about, I guess, because, you know, I told her the situation, and, you know, it's just like, really? Like, it takes just one little thing, and people are going to blow it out of proportion, and they're going to get in trouble, and so at that point, I was like, you know, okay, I've done this, <laughs> I'm over it, time to move on yeah i understand yeah yeah because maybe you, you ever had that uh, you know guy say no you know she's trying to pick up on me <laughs> probably <not>. no no <laughs> so I, I you know teacher does a lot of like uh street street art installations nowadays like uh the one we have here basically you know mm -hmm. and and like i said he's like um uh, to me uh, I, I used to uh, DJ his art shows, and that's how we met, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and you know, we started this. Oh, I did this piece up here behind me. This is our. Uh, um, yeah, the poster. New design. The first one was all nice and neat and proper and everything, and I figured, you know what, we're on like you know year five, season five or whatever. It's time to go code red, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, can I ask you since we since we brought up street art, um, you know, obviously this is a. Uh, hosted by teachers so this is a, normally a street art podcast but you know since I ran into you I wanted to go ahead and uh, uh, bring you on but you know what is your uh, exposure to street art being more of a traditional artist what kind of artwork do you see in, in Tulum do you see like uh, no. do you ever see yeah or do you ever see um, artwork down there that actually has a message to it yeah, like uh, more visual messages, like a lot of murals in the town, mm. a lot of murals. Well, no, what I'm, what I'm talking about is like a, a one yeah. piece, you know, huh. not a mural, just like a little piece. Maybe It has something about the government or something about, you know, people or something like that, like a social issue no. or something. No, 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 not so yeah. explicit, no. Not so much in Tulum. Tulum's pretty, but, pretty... Uh, pretty fancy right now you, you know what i mean like you, you you'll pay like uh la prices for mo for most things i i think you know so it's pretty nice but i think if you go into the city um you know you'll see a little bit of uh, some throwies and then um yeah, but like i said I, I would say that it's actually i actually didn't spot any you know street art in, in tulum she's right you know i mean you, no, you know, no, no. street yeah. art like that no like more murals um, well then it's time for you to start doing some you know yes I was thinking about that. 
you know, in Santiago, if you go now to Santiago, you you would see a lot of street art, like uh, revolutionary, social, etc. Like they paint everything, everything with this uh, estallido. How to say the the revolution, social revolution that happened like in the past year, and they paint everything. Every building was with messages, and it was. Uh, when I was, I wasn't there when it happened, but then when I visit, I was like, wow, this is like to, like, I feel like in Berlin, you know, like mm. a lot of, uh, yeah, but. What is the, what is the, the main, you talked about a social revolution in, in um, Chile. What, what's like going on down there that uh, is, is causing a lot of the uh, issues? Yeah, wow, now we are about to vote for a new constitution, oh. imagine. Uh, so that is like, wow, because it's uh, like the constitution was like the, the first one was made uh, with after the government of uh, Pinochet, that it was like the dictator that we had. Uh, so, well, uh, different presidents have changed the constitution and like uh, making better the constitution, but now we are in a moment that uh, the, all the, um, the Chilean people are about to vote if we want the new constitution that this new government had uh, written. So, well, it's a lot of fight, a lot of, wow, the emotions there are like everywhere, like people fighting for you know, what they believe, etc. And um, yeah, in September we are go gonna gonna vote uh, apruebo or rechazo. That is like yes, I want that, or no, I don't want that. Wow. Uh, it's, it's very delicate because it's a um, it's a new constitution that talks about a lot of uh, things that uh, that we need like a country, like very, like for developing a very good country, but also have a, I don't know, I don't want to talk too much, but it's, you have to be like really there to feel the environment that is there. It's like, um, it's difficult to, to choose because you know, every change uh, is like a sacrifice too. So the country is like in that, in this moment. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think as Americans, we hear so little about what's going on in South America, actually. Uh, no. You know what I mean? We just think, oh, soccer. Yeah, yeah. It's, that, that's how Americans think. Yeah, like, I really. know. <laughs> Baseball. I got yeah. a question for you. Um, I, did you say something about you have a show coming up? Yes, uh, I have a show in the um, Lut Gallery in, in Mexico City, in the Roma, Colonia, La Roma, that is a beautiful uh, neighborhood. And yeah, it's, uh, the opening is in September 9th. Yeah, that is okay, so I, What um, About how many pieces are you going to have ready for that show? Wow. Well, as if you see there, it's like a very huge space. So I paint 11 pieces. Like there are seven pieces about like two meters per 250. And then like uh, others that are more medium size. And um, yeah, like it's, um, and well, and as some surprises in the, in, the, in the middle of the gallery that you will see. <laughs> so how do, they, how do they do, or do you know, um, you know, how do they promote? um the the show i mean uh, I'm, I'm imagining what, what kind of efforts do you do and what kind of efforts does the gallery do no the gallery had a very good curator curator like with the exhibitions and they have they make like um instagram facebook and by their own clients and you know in mexico uh, nice that's good that's what i wanted you to hear you know yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of people don't understand that you know, uh, if you put it on a show somewhere, and it, it's just a you know a gallery that doesn't really have a client list, um, yeah. and they're just you know advertising on Instagram and Facebook, that's free for them anyway. 
you know, so they're yeah. not really putting up much of an effort or giving you their, their clients. But if you have someone like that, that's going to, you know, invite their own clients. Yes. That's good. That's awesome. No, and they, the owner is an architect. So, and also have a other projects in, in art. So like in the beach and the gallery has a, like, like a very surfing skater by they have um like nice. a, yes i like that the, like more like beat vibes and etc et they have a, also another gallery and restaurant in Cihuatanejo uh, that is the pacific coast of mexico i already exhibit there and yeah i like the vibe of them like i i when they invite me it was like yes it, it's, it's not this typical gallery very serious that Oh, like you will be super criticized, etc. Maybe yes, who knows? <laughs> yeah, always but, good to reach a new crowd and new and new people. Have you ever um, been outside of Mexico? Yes, with my art. Well, you and your art. Ah, yeah, me and my art. <laughs> Sometimes my art and not me. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, that's good. That's yes, yes. I started working with um when I arrived to Mexico. I started working with Monica Reyes that has a gallery uh, in Vancouver, and she's a Chilean woman that went to Vancouver put this gallery, and she invited me. She uh, knew my my artwork in Chile, and then when I arrived to Mexico, she called me and said like, "Well, we are." near now start let's start working together so she we make an exhibition there and also she start uh, put, um, she get my art she put my art in, in a lot of art first like in uh, nice. Seattle. yeah yeah but i didn't went my but my art was there in seattle art fair in toronto uh, the Hamptons, like my art travel more than me, <laughs> but I, it was super I nice. That's good. That super is good. good. Yeah, yeah. You do that. That is uh, that is very good for you. Yeah, San Francisco. No, she's she's very. She moves a lot of Latin American artists. Hmm. And that's so what I, what I learned is basically make friends with uh, people who own buildings and people who have client lists who are people who buy art. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Start there. Very important. It. You can be the best artist, you know, and if uh, if you don't have someone that is good at selling your work, or if no one really likes your work, you're never really going to be that much. Yeah. Or you know, if you're uh, you know kind kind of good artist and um, you just really like doing it, and you have someone that's very good at selling, and people there's a lot of people that actually like your type of work, makes all the difference in the world. Yes. Yes. Incredible. <laughs> yeah awesome so anyway so today like i said I, I just wanted to bring you on because i felt like you know taking your art class was so cool and uh it, Dude, you know, she's awesome i love her man yeah uh, like i said it just you know and like i said i i don't normally paint at, at all but you know if i'm relaxing uh, you know i i'm gonna actually you know it was such a different quirky thing to actually take an art class and then I was like, I'm going to do it since this is included in the package, too, you know, and uh, and like I said, just, you know, sometimes I, I think I myself, I'm like afraid to to mess up because I'm like, why start something when uh, it's, it's going to not be good anyways? You, you know what I mean? But I felt like taking Javier's class, it was good because like she's talked about, like I said, the mistakes can be just kind of like it's OK, like, you know, and it's all it's, part of it. It's all part of it, you know, so. Anyway, so like I said, thank you so much for coming on today and, and joining us today just to have a little chat. And, uh, uh, she, you know, she's out in Tulum at, uh, I think it's Encantada or is it, no, Valley Soul. Uh, yeah, yeah, that Hotel, you know, and then, like I said, it, it, it's an awesome class. So uh, if you're ever in Tulum, go check it out. And, ah, and also, if you want to come to the, the exhibition, it will last to the 1st of October. You both are invited. Oh, thank Hope you I so much. I see you in the opening. He has <laughs> much more of a chance of making it. You know what I mean? This guy is, is single and he's got nothing tying him down. <laughs> Meanwhile, I, I can guarantee you I will not make it there. I wish I could and come meet you and come <laughs> give you a hug. And thank you for being an art teacher and being really awesome and having such great energy. 
Exactly. Um, well, I love her energy, man. It's just like it's so it's peaceful and, and it really brought me a lot of joy. So I wanted to bring her inspiring, on. Inspiring, man. Yeah. Very inspiring. Her on the show to basically introduce her to the audience as well, too. So um, thank you so much, Javier. Is there anything else? I mean, um, uh, you like to plug? I mean, I, I got your Instagram. I'll go ahead and post it up on uh, on the page as well, too. But uh, and we'll also just post the details to your show as well. Uh, right. Well, anytime you have a show coming up or whatever, let us know. And we'll and, promote uh, it. You know, we're very good about promoting people who've been on our show. Yeah, yeah, I will send the invitation. And also, I want to thank you for the invitation. Um, I feel very comfortable talking with you guys. You're oh, very thank nice. You. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Like in, in life, in Tulum, both you have to them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know what? Like I said, I think the audience, they love hanging out too. And like, I hope we could bring a little bit of a different perspective instead of always uh, bringing a street art perspective, you know, I wanted to bring just someone who I thought was an artist that was super cool too. So thank you so much, Javier, for coming on today, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> to the audience, love you guys. Take care and peace. Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace.